the majority of the suicides come post-surgery or post-treatment because what the children realize or what the young people realize is that they have done something irreversible to their bodies. They have destroyed healthy reproductive systems. They have destroyed their genitals. They have destroyed their, their, you know, their, their breasts and they can never get them back. So my friends, something very interesting happened. Uh, a, a real work of the Holy Spirit. So Michael Hitchborn, whom you all know from the Ponto Institute, probably the premier researcher in the pro-life world, in the Catholic world, he did a very in-depth study, I think 78 pages, um, into a really horrific finding that a Catholic health center, the largest Catholic health center, is actually involved in doing these trans surgeries for children even, giving puberty blockers for children, totally opposed to what the bishops came out with in March. The committee, the theological committee of the U.S. Bishops Conference condemned that kind of thing. But then something weird happens. So the order is the, the Bishops Conference releases in March. Michael, thinking, oh, that's providential because he was already doing that study, releases his in-depth study showing that Lo and behold, the Catholic Hospital Association is involved in that very thing that they shouldn't be doing. But then the Bishops' Conference happens. At the Bishops' Conference, Cardinals McElroy, Supich, and Tobin, all, and not to mention Bishop Sean McKnight as well, I have to throw that in there, but they all want to stall the implementation of what came out in March already, that they shouldn't be doing this. In other words, they want to stall on stopping Catholic hospitals from abusing children like that. How do they do that? Well, they do that by saying, oh, well, we need more dialogue. So let's throw this down the road. Let's delay it. Let's wait. Let's cancel it. But not by saying we're opposed, because that would be just too much, but by saying we need dialogue. That's a game, and we've got the expert here to talk about it. This is the John Henry Weston Show with Michael Hitchborn. Stay tuned. Hello, dear LifeSite viewers. We are living in a moment of truth. Each day we encounter the evils of the woke agenda, especially during this month of June, as the woke corporations, they continue to infiltrate our homes via the media. Now this month, the mainstream media works over time to spread false teaching and make a mockery of traditional families and the Christian values we hold most dear. But look around. Look at the pushback against Bud Light and Target. People are finally starting to wake up and they're actually looking. They're looking for the clarity and answers. So this is our moment to give the world what they need so desperately, the truth. We have a golden opportunity right now. There's a surge of interest and we need to jump on it to give the public the truth on life, faith, family, and freedom that they so desperately need. But you know what? We can't do that without you. We are in the midst of a quarterly summer fundraising campaign and we are in need of your support, both prayerful and financial. We must raise a minimum of 500000 before June 30th. So please donate at the link in the description below and be on the lookout as LifeSite will be on the road during this month of June, heading to Los Angeles, to Chicago, to Washington, D.C., all to shed the light of truth during this critical time. Thank you so much for your prayers and for your support. 
and your dedication. Let's take advantage of this moment, and by the grace of God, may our efforts serve him and his truth, and may that bear much fruit. For LifeSite News, this is John Henry Weston. May God bless you. Michael Hitchborn, welcome to the program. Thanks so much, John Henry. So, first of all, let's begin as we always do with the sign of the cross. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. So, Michael, first of all, Providence has shined on you once again. I mean, the timing of all this is amazing. Um, either you had a crystal ball, which you don't believe in, nor do I, or the Lord just stick-handled this perfectly. Well, absolutely. You know, the thing is, I intended to release this report earlier, and I kept looking for the opportune time to release the report, and it, it just wasn't happening, and I couldn't quite, I couldn't get things done in time to get it done at the beginning of June. And uh, as Providence would have it, I released the report on Monday, and by Friday, the USCCB had their, had their vote. Just unbelievable. Okay, so many probably don't know about the study yet. Give us some of the details. First, an overview, and then we're going to go more in depth. So Common Spirit Health, which is the largest Catholic health system in the United States, the second largest nonprofit hospital system in the United States, is performing transgender surgeries. It is providing hormone treatments for transgender nonsense, and it is providing puberty blockers for kids. On top of that, we found that they have health benefits packages for their employees that cover the same, and they are giving money to one of their hospitals for sex change operations. In fact, they actually helped to purchase a robotic machine that would assist in these these sex change operations. And of course, on top of this, they're very full in support of promoting transgender ideologies and that kind of stuff. So I'm sorry to do this, but you got to know how serious this is. So Governor DeSantis put out a clip or a little video to show what transgender surgeries are all about. Take a brief look. I know it's gross, but you should know what we're talking about. Transgender kids is a really harder thing. What's going on in Florida is, as my mother would say, close to sinful. I mean, it's just terrible what they're doing. It's not like, you know, a kid wakes up one morning and says, you know, I decided I want to become a man or I want to become a woman or I want to change. I mean, what, what, what are they thinking about here? They're human beings. They love, they have feelings, they have inclinations that are... I mean, it, it just, to me, is, I don't know, it, it's cruel. And the way we do it is we make sure we pass legislation like we passed on same-sex marriage. You mess with that, you're breaking the law, and you're going to be held accountable. So, that insanity, which is just, that's beyond description. You, you wouldn't do that to your worst enemy, let alone people who come in who are needing help. You know, they talk about the suicide rates among the trans community, and one of the talking points that the trans community has is, well, you would rather have a living son than a dead daughter, wouldn't you? The problem is the majority of the suicides come post-surgery or post-treatment because what the children realize or what the young people realize is that they have done something irreversible to their bodies. They have destroyed healthy reproductive systems. They have destroyed their genitals. They have destroyed their, their 
you know, their, their breasts, and they can never get them back. If you read the reports of people who are what, what they call post-trans, people that are trying to detransition or come back to their, the sex that they actually are, they talk about the horrors of the continuing surgeries that they have to undergo. The children, they, they talk about these puberty blockers for kids. And they say, well, you know, we're just going to pause puberty. That's not what happens. They get sterilized. Those kids will not be able to have children of their own later on in life because of what those blockers do to their reproductive development. So all of the stuff regarding the trans community is a big lie. And it's a big money lie. And you think of how young they're starting this you can find all sorts of programs where it's lauded at two and three year old to recognize that your son or daughter is already showing signs of gender dysphoria or whatever they want to call it and therefore well we should delay it we just pause that right then and there and these little children and they'll have be able to decide for themselves no you're going to sterilize them right now this is so demented it's unreal As weird as that is, it's much more weird that they're doing it at Catholic hospitals and that this is being funded by the largest Catholic healthcare network in the country. Right. So what we discovered uh, as I was, the whole thing came from a tip. Once the USCCB document on transgender surgeries came out, I got a tip that there were hospitals that were pushing back on this, saying, we're already doing top and bottom surgeries. Don't make us stop. And so the, the tip came in, and I said, well, which hospital, which network? And I didn't really get much of an answer. So I started digging, and what I discovered is that Dignity Health, which belongs to Common Spirit, a little bit of background. Common Spirit was formed in 2019 as a merge between the Catholic Health Initiative and Dignity Health. That merge brought Dignity Health into a Catholic health system. They have a hospital, called, it's blasphemously called St. Francis Memorial Hospital. It is not a Catholic hospital, which is, I mean, that's perverted right, up, right from the get-go, but it is their transition surgery unit. They have a policy that all of the hospitals within their system, if they don't perform a service, whether it's uh, sex change operations or surgical sterilizations, they are to refer to another hospital within network that does, including their Catholic hospitals. So their Catholic hospitals, by policy, are required to refer to St. Francis Memorial Hospital, which, by the way, got millions of dollars in funding from Common Spirit itself. So... Michelle Cretella did probably one of the best explanations of what this actually is. Let's play this clip because you get to see it. If I were to say, doctor, I am suicidal. I'm an amputee trapped in a normal body. Please surgically remove my leg. I'll be diagnosed with body identity integrity disorder. But if I walk up to that same doctor and say, I'm a man, sign me up for a double mastectomy, my physician will. See, according to most mainstream medical organizations, if you want to cut off a healthy arm or a healthy leg, you're mentally ill. But if you want to cut off healthy breasts or a penis, you're transgender. Let's be clear. No one is born transgender. 
I, it's unfa- I it's just, this whole field is so insane. It it's it beggars the imagination. What else did you find? So we also found that one of their other hospitals that was acquired through a recent merge is called Virginia Mason Franciscan Health. It's in Colorado, and it also is performing transgender surgeries, providing the puberty blockers, and so forth. We also discovered that other Catholic hospitals belonging to that network are prescribing every every type of uh, contraceptive, including abortifacients. And, And Virginia Mason Franciscan Health performing elective abortions as well. And funded by a Catholic healthcare service. Well, it's the funding comes from the the services that they provide. So, you know, they they get it from the insurance companies and that kind of thing. Uh, but they also do fundraisers. They're they're registered as a 509A3, which means they are a subsidiary of another charity. And that charity is the Catholic Healthcare Federation. The Catholic Healthcare Federation is is what's called a public juridical person. It's what in the United States we would call a corporation. But that public juridical person in canon law has the same authority as a diocese or a religious order. It is considered not just an aspect of the Catholic Church, it is the Catholic Church. And through that, Common Spirit Health is getting its Catholic identity. Now, what's interesting is that the, um, the merged documents between CHI and, and Dignity Health show that there were carve-out clauses that allow for non-Catholic hospitals to continue to perform surgical sterilizations and things that are completely antithetical to the faith. But I'm, you know, from a moral standpoint, you can't put a legal barrier under the auspices of something that belongs to the moral realm of the Catholic Church and still say that it has its integrity with the Catholic faith. It doesn't work that way. Hello, friends. To celebrate the momentous overturning of Roe v. Wade, we at LifeSite have minted just under 10,000 of these brand new limited edition pro-life silver rounds. Now, each round is stamped with the image of the Supreme Court of the United States featuring the date that the High Court delivered this historic victory. And on the front of our pure silver rounds, LifeSite's logo surrounded by a brilliant sunburst and draped with olive branches. They, of course, commemorate our 25-year anniversary of LifeSite News. We began in 1997 in September, so September of 2022 was 25 years. These one ounce silver rounds are available from our partners at stjosephspartners.com where you can fulfill all of your silver and gold needs in this perilous time. May God bless you. So what can be done here? Um, Your appeal was to the bishops. Obviously they have screwy things going on with the bishops. Anyway, that decision that they should have made, should it have gone forward, would it have had an effect here? Which does, you mean? The USCCB had not Cardinal Supich and Tobin and McElroy and Bishop Sean McKnight said, no, no, we need more. Had they voted and said, more consultation, (laughs) uh, had they voted properly and said, no, obviously you can't be a Catholic hospital and and offer these services. They're they're against man. They're against God's law. They're violating these human persons. We can't do that. We're Catholic. Well, how can they possibly say that we need to consult doctors to talk about Frankenscience where they are destroying healthy body parts? The, the Hippocratic Oath starts with, first, do no harm. But what the trans movement is all about is destroying healthy reproductive systems, destroying genitals, and destroying 
aspects of the body and the human integrity itself. They are working on attacking the Imago Dei. It is not just anti-Catholic. It is satanic what they're doing. Explain that a bit. You say uh, against the Imago Dei. What do you mean there? The Imago Dei, the image of God. When, when they perform these surgeries, they're saying that God is trans or God can be transitioned from one nature to another. This isn't the case. God created us in his image and likeness as we are. And in order to transition somebody from a male to a female, or I mean, even from a person to a machine or a person to an animal, they, they are trying to destroy what is the image of God. The, um, the, the book of Isaiah tells us that Lucifer said to himself, I will rise to the heights of the heavens. I will become like God. It's a statement of transition. Lucifer was the first trans being, and then he fell. And then when he fell, he went to the Garden of Eden. What did he say to Eve? He said, oh, you're not going to die. You will become like gods, plural. He already knew she was created in the image and likeness of God. He couldn't trick her on that point. So he was saying, no, you'll become like one of us. So it's another statement of transition. So the whole ideology of, of the trans movement is Luciferian and satanic at its core. One of the things that Benedict always said is God made us male and female. He created them. And this movement seems to attack that very thing. Absolutely. So when, when somebody says that they can have a gender-fluid ideology or a gender-fluid identity— one of the things that came out of the, the bishop's document from March, it says that it's not as if there is a duality within man, that there is an incongruity between their soul and their body, that you can have the wrong soul in a, in a particular body. Your body is, or, or your soul is the form of the body. So your soul informs the matter of your body to be what it is. So there is no incongruity, and, and the idea that there could be is a lie. So the pushback you're going to get is what about hermaphrodites? There is, a, you know, a congenital disorder known this way, and this is a thing where sometimes people are born with odd sex characteristics. So sometimes it's more simple than others, uh, but there is such a thing. Can you explain any of that to us? So hermaphrodism is, there is an aspect of two genitals when, when an individual is born. That's because there is a genetic mutation that takes place in the, in the generative process as the child is, is developing in the womb. But one is dominant. So it's not as if they are both. They are not. There is always one dominant trait that, that overshadows the other. What causes that genetic mutation is something that's unknown. But it's not as if the soul of that person is both sexes. It is one. And if you look at the genetics of the individual, it's not as if they have uh, a genetic makeup that indicates that they're both sexes. They are one or the other. And that's fairly clear. Uh, you know, male XY, female XX, and they're able to test that. Why is it that doctors, when they had hermaphrodism, or sometimes it was like really simple, the, the, you know, the, there was just some doctors would say, oh, <laughs> to, to the parents, well, would you like a boy or a girl? Because you could decide for yourself, we can fix that. 
I don't even know what to say to that. I mean, it, the very idea that doctors can play God and, and try and manipulate a child within the womb is monstrous to me. I, I, I don't even know how to wrap my head around that. So what have you done now to try and create awareness about what's gone on? And what would you suggest people to do to help fight this? Well, we produced our 64-page report, and uh, we brought it forth to, to the public as much as we could. We want to make sure that everybody understands that not only is this taking place, but it's taking place under the auspices of the Catholic Church, and it cannot be. It's, it's completely incontinent with the Catholic Church. It's, there's no way it can be considered Catholic. The bishops have an obligation before God to not only demand that their Catholic hospitals in no way participate in this, but then to turn to the Vatican and say, because your Dicastrian Rome is the authority by which this organization has its Catholic identity, we are calling upon you to strip this, this organization, Common Spirit Health, from its Catholic identity, make sure it is not allowed to call itself Catholic, uh, and uh, if that means that they don't have any Catholic hospitals, then so be it. But we can't have some entity within the church acting in the name of the church and doing these monstrous things. And because that is happening right now, I think that the, the, the other thing that has to happen is bishops need to lead public acts of reparation and, and penance because uh, the punishment for this kind of thing is going to be terrible. This is violating children. That's one thing I can't even understand. They're, they're actually giving these drugs to children, harming them permanently. Um, but then the absolute devastation. Let's take a look at this clip. This is from one of the detransitioners that, that Michael mentioned. Just take a look at the devastation. I just had the sense that if, if I could inhabit life as like a trans man, as a man, then I wouldn't feel so self-conscious. I was thinking that it would make me feel very free. Grace says she found a gender therapist on the internet and told her, I'm thinking of transitioning. She thought it all sounded pretty good. Did the therapist not question you about how deep the feeling was and what it was stemming from? She didn't go really go into what my gender dysphoria might have been stemming from. We only did a few sessions. Because she was over 18 and didn't need parental consent, she says she merely signed an informed consent form at a clinic and got hormone shots. They asked me, so why do you want to go on testosterone? And I said, well, being a woman just isn't working for me anymore. And they said, okay. So that was that. You got your prescription for testosterone. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just four months after she started testosterone, she says she was approved for a mastectomy, what's called top surgery, that she told us was traumatic. You know, I'm kind of surprised because based on everything you've said up to now, I would have thought you'd have a great sense of relief. I started to have a really disturbing sense that like a part of my body was missing, almost a ghost limb feeling about being like, there's something that should be there. And the feeling really surprised me, but it was really hard to deny. And so she detransitioned by going off testosterone and then went back to the clinic. And she says, complained to the doctor that the process didn't follow the WPATH guidelines. 
I can't believe that I transitioned and detransitioned, including hormones and surgery in the course of like less than one year. It's completely crazy. It greatly concerns me where the field has been going. I feel like what is happening is unethical and irresponsible um, in some places. Michael, any final thoughts for us on what's going on and your report? You know, with regard to that young lady that you were just talking about, the um, one of the stories that came out of Common Spirit Health, they have their own podcast that they call the Ethics Lab. I, I mean, it's it's a, a very ironic name considering what they're doing is unethical. They had an they had an episode titled Transgenderism, and they interviewed a bunch of different individuals that were actually affiliated with Common Spirit Health promoting their transgender health and their trans-affirming health care. One of them told the story of a 15-year-old girl that they helped to transition to a boy, and they said that the, uh, the person that was the most resistant was her mother, and they had to bring the mother along, and through the process of bringing her mother along, who was extremely resistant in the beginning, was then overjoyed at the end because they programmed her to accept the idea that what they were doing was okay. What that does is more horrible, I think, than just the idea of doing these surgeries themselves because they are destroying the souls and the identities of individuals and they're destroying the family unit itself by telling these parents that what they're doing is a good. It's a terrible, terrible thing. We have to stand against that. And um, I urge people, read the report, call your bishops, do whatever it takes in order to make this stop. Michael Hitchborn, thank you for your reporting as always. Uh, Incredible, incredible research and blessed by the Lord in terms of its timing every time. Michael Hitchborn, so good to be with you. Thanks so much, Don Henry. God bless you. All right. And God bless all of you. And we'll catch you next time. Hi, everyone. This is John Henry Weston. We hope you enjoyed this program. To see more like it, be sure to hit the subscribe button below to get all the latest content from LifeSite News. Check the links in the description to read more and connect.